Good morning. Um, we're looking at John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. And um, as Chris said, if you're using these Bibles, it's on page 1089. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there. But he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and he believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And then the disciples went back to where they were staying. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our God, our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this Easter day and We pray that we would see King Jesus today and trust in him, for we ask in his name. Amen. Amen. Happy Easter to you. Um, Thank you. It's so good to see you this morning, especially if you're a visitor uh, with us. It's great to have you. My name is Eddie. I'm the vicar here. It's great to to get to know you afterwards. Do stick around um, for teas and coffees. Are we nearly there yet? That's what we've been thinking. Are we nearly there? Um, Said by millions of children and even parents uh, up and down the land as they go on journeys. Um, Journeys can be so boring and so so tiring and tedious at times. Um, But today is Easter Day. It's Easter Day. And we've been hearing about this journey, the disciples... And uh, the, the women who went to the tomb were on with Jesus. Um, we remember, don't we, that uh, Jesus has just died on a cross. Um, he has been put in a tomb with a stone rolled across. And you could imagine how they were all feeling and, ex- and the experience that they were going through. And Mary that morning goes to the tomb and she finds, verse 1, the stone has been Removed from the entrance. The stone has gone. Mary and the disciples were on a journey with Jesus. And you'd think that they would have realized by now. The penny would have dropped. They had seen the miracles of of stilling the storm and feeding the 5,000. They'd even seen his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. And still they didn't see what was going on. Verse 2 tells us that they have taken the Lord, Mary says, out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. She doesn't understand. She doesn't see. 
And so uh, this morning, I want to begin by thinking about belief, what belief is all about. And I've got a few objects to help us. And the first object I've got is this. Does anybody know what this is? It's your Rubik Cube, isn't it? Uh, it's true. It is Nathan's. Um, when I was a boy, I had one of these, and I found it impossible. I found it impossible. I've never been able to do a Rubik's Cube. It's, to me, it's impossible. I need someone else to make it possible for me. It's impossible for me. I've never been able to do a, a Rubik's Cube. And that reminds us, first of all, point one, that belief starts with the impossible. Belief starts with the impossible. Did you notice in the reading that when Mary went to the tomb, it was dark in verse 1? John, the writer, never says these things about light and dark without a meaning, a deeper meaning, because what he's telling us is that they had a darkness of their understanding. They didn't really know what was going on. They were in the dark, weren't they? They had seen Jesus die. Death was death. Belief was impossible. Unless, of course, unless. Unless Jesus comes to us. Unless Jesus comes off the throne and comes down to us. I want us to notice here in this story, it's the stone. It's all about the stone. Ask yourself, why is the stone rolled away? Has anyone thought about that? I mean, if Jesus is the king, I mean, he, he's, he is, if he's God, then he can just get out of the tomb without rolling it away. It doesn't, the stone is rolled away not to, to let God out, to let Jesus out. It's actually to let us in. It's to let us in. You see, the reason so many people believe in Jesus today is not because that somehow we're on a journey to the king, but it's that he is on a journey to us this morning, to you and to me. In fact, the Bible tells us that actually no one seeks God. Romans 3.11 says, There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. Instead, the Bible tells us that God is on a journey, a journey through his son, Jesus, to us this morning. And that's what the stone is about. It's inviting us to come and see Jesus. Let me explain a little bit more for us briefly. Many of us in, in the world are after God. But it's a certain type of God. We want a God who, who uh, owes us something, a God who will give um, uh, them people what they want a God of their own design and their own thinking a, d- a God um, that will uh, fit in with their own way of thinking and values and if that's us that actually means that we want a God to be more like a prime minister than like a king because if you think about it, a prime minister is somebody we put in place as our representative and we elect them but a king a king rules over us, doesn't he? And um, it's all about his choices. And he doesn't actually owe us anything. He doesn't have to um, explain things to us. Now, of course, that's not to say that our God, our King Jesus, does actually, he does explain things to us. He does give us blessings. And in his wisdom and in his love, he wants us to know him. 
But do you see, we never naturally are after God. We're never seeking the real Jesus. We're never really on the Jesus, on the road to his throne. And so Jesus has to come to us. He comes as a baby. He comes through the dusty streets of of Israel, doesn't he? And he comes to us um, at the cross and at the tomb. And the stone is rolled, rolled away so that we can see him. So first of all, belief starts with the impossible. Perhaps somebody could show me afterwards how to do the Rubik's Cube. That would be great. It starts with the impossible until we realize, actually, he's on a journey to us. He's seeking you out this morning. But secondly, I've got something else, what belief is about. Does anybody know what this is? Was it... Somebody said it was a cauliflower this morning. It's a brain. It's a brain. Exactly. It's not a life-size one. I suppose it could be a child's brain. But it reminds us, the second thing to think about is that belief is rational. It's about thinking and reasoning it out as well. In the story, in verse 6, it says... Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there. And the word there for saw is the word theron. And it means, as you can sense, the word theron, to theorize, to think it out, to process the information in which you're seeing. And he's looking in the tomb and he's thinking, he's using his brain, he's seeing the linen around him, and he sees there's something going on here. He's thinking it out. You see, it's really important for us to know that that belief is rational. It's not blind faith at all. It's not sort of jettisoning our our brains and leaving those uh, somewhere else. Peter and John think about it. They look at the evidence. They fear on. They think it out. One of the things we've got coming up here at um, St. John's is the Case for Christ course. And later you'll hear a little bit more about that. That's a great way to think about it, to think it out. So belief begins with the impossible, but belief is rational. And then finally, I've got one more thing to show you in here. This is a, a really personal picture for me, it's a picture of my father with, uh, he was a shepherd with sheep. And it reminds me of how personal my relationship with my family was and is. And it reminds us that Christian faith, belief, is personal. It's personal to you and to me. Verse 8 Finally, the other disciple, and if we think that's John, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside, and it says he saw and believed. And the word here for believed is at that sense of believing into something, believing in Jesus. Not in the sense that he existed 
or in the sense of the, him being a concept. No, it's a personal belief. It's about actually putting your trust in Jesus and who he is and why he came. And John gives himself to Jesus as he believes into Jesus. As uh, I try and explain it, there was an uh, a American high-wire uh, artist called Blondin. You might have heard of him. And he used to walk across the Niagara Falls on a, on a tightrope. And he, and he did it, and people were amazed. And then he did it with a wheelbarrow, and people were amazed. And then he turned to the crowd, and he said to the crowd, can I have a volunteer to get in the wheelbarrow? <laughs> and you can imagine the response was slightly um, muted. Um, I think in the end, his, uh, his manager actually did it um, in the end. You see, he's not saying, when Blondin was doing that, he's not saying, do you believe I exist or do you believe that I can cross with this wheelbarrow? He's saying, he's asking, will you actually trust in me now to push you across? And that's the kind of belief that John has here in uh, verse 9. Do you have that kind of belief? Are you ready to get in? the wheelbarrow today and set out on that journey of faith with King Jesus, with King Jesus who is ruler and in charge of everything. Yes, it might be difficult. It might not be easy. It might at sometimes feel a little unsafe. But this is the resurrected King Jesus, the ruler over everything. If you're going to put your trust in somebody, put your trust in him. Belief is personal. It does require us to believe it for ourselves and come before King Jesus, the one who is Savior, who's rescued us from sin and death, but who is King, the ruler over everything. It doesn't mean to say that we necessarily have got everything worked out. Verse um, 9 tells us that John and Peter still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They had a lot of figuring out to do. But perhaps there's more for you to think through this morning about the resurrected King Jesus. And I'd like to offer you um, on the way out, if you want to think more, take away one of these John's um, Gospels. We've got loads of them that shall explain more and give you a chance to think through um, your response to Jesus. So, belief begins with the impossible. Because actually it's Jesus who's journeying towards you and to me this morning. Belief is about the mind. It is about rationality. It is about thinking. And belief is personal. It is about you before Jesus, the King. Are we nearly there yet? Are you there yet? Let's pray. God our Father, we thank you for this Easter day. We thank you that you've made the impossible possible through Jesus Christ. And we thank you that belief is rational, that we can think it through. And we thank you that we can trust Jesus, the King of kings, who rules over everything. We just pray this morning that we will put our trust in him now and always. Amen.